Welcome into the Shy Guys Football Podcast. Before we begin, I'd like to take a moment for our salute to service. As a veteran of the United States military, it was my distinct privilege to have experienced some of the most incredible support from our civilian counterparts. From care packages while we were deployed, to programs that enable us to take care of and provide for our families with a stable foundation while we're away, and everything else that you can imagine, your support has truly been the difference. If you are looking for a way to support our troops or are someone who already has been, then I encourage you to consider some of the following nonprofit organizations. All of them make an incredible difference. Please visit thewoundedwarriorproject.com, the Navy Marine Corps Relief Society at nmcrs.org, the Special Operations Warrior Foundation at specialops.org, freedomservicedogs.org, and hopeforthewoundedwarriors.org. For those who need the help, they deserve it. Let's make sure we take care of our troops. Hello, football fandom. Welcome to the Shy Guys Football Podcast, your weekly source for fantasy football news and advice. I'm Donnie Mack, and joined with me, as always, is Anthony Cassick. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, before we turn it back over to Donnie, I'm going to don't forget real quick, I want to give you guys the contest giveaway details. Now, don't forget, we're running a contest giveaway here for this lovely merchandise that you see over in the corner right there. We have a DJ Chark signed jersey. A Javon the Freak Curse signed jersey and a Mike Ditka signed trophy. These are all authentic items and they're all for free. All you guys got to do is help us out by subscribing for to the free. show. For free. For free. Subscribe to the show. Take a picture of it and email us that picture. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can follow us on Facebook. You can uh, follow us on Twitter. You can share each weekly episode we release. And you can follow us and subscribe and uh, give us a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Every single individual one of those things will enter you into the competition, and every time you do one of the other ones, it, it, the more you do, the more times we'll enter your name, basically. Right. You, can, you can enter more than once. Right. So if you subscribe to YouTube and you take a picture of, this, uh, of that, of the subscription, and then you email that to us uh, on YouTube, from YouTube, right, that'll be one entry. You do the same thing for Facebook, that'll be a second entry, and so on and so forth. Don't forget, for the Apple Podcast, if you give us a review and you took a picture of that, that'll get you five entries into our podcast, okay? Now, we're looking for five-star reviews, four, three, two. Those don't help us, and we definitely don't want a one, right? But if you know if you don't like the show, then you don't like the show. You don't have to rate us right. or nothing like that. If you, if you think the show is a one, let us know why, and we want to fix it. We will fix it, yes. Talk please. about some problems if we got a one. No yeah. kidding, right? I think yeah. we're doing pretty good. So far, yeah, so good in my book. I, we're doing I. And if you've been waiting to sign up for this giveaway, make sure you do it quick because the entries have been rolling in. So you got a lot of competition. Make sure you get those entries in and secure your spot so you can win some of this lovely stuff. I mean, this stuff is free. And if you enter, you got a pretty good chance to win because all we're looking for is 100 subscribers here. As soon as we hit 100 subscribers, we're going to be pulling these things. And ideally, we'd like to pull them on Christmas. We'll be a little bit flexible about that. But, you know, I mean, it's we're not we're not breaking down walls here. We're talking about 100 subscribers. Right. Yeah. Come on, guys. Keep it. Help us out. Sounds good. Well, if you've been looking at some of those lovely prizes over on the side of our studio and wondering 
who this gentleman is sitting here in studio with us. We have doing? a guest today. Yeah, Peanut got a lot darker and a lot bigger. <laughs> and a gender change. <laughs> well, I mean, those are how, uh, however you identify. However no. you identify. <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, we're, I'm not going to tell the people. This is about football. It's supposed to be fun. Let's keep it right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have today with us, we have Chris, Chris the Enforcer, is joining us in studio this week. Chris is a member of the Shy Guys football official fantasy leagues. He's joining us for both our King of the Moment and for our, our Dynasty League as well. Chris, welcome to the studio. Thanks, man. Happy to be here. Yeah. So let's introduce some of our, our fans to you. Uh, how long have you been playing fantasy football? Uh, this will be my first year ever playing. Is your first year ever playing. How's that been? Is it you having having fun, some enjoyment here? Honestly, you know, it's it's been a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It it's like that every year, buddy. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, no, honestly, it's it's actually been pretty enjoyable for me. You know, it's, I've. Gets me actually watching more football, and I get to pay attention to people I don't know, and I see how good they're really doing. So when I see these analysts on ESPN, like, this guy is going to be MVP, this guy's going Super Bowl bound, stuff like that, it makes more sense now. Yeah, I mean, that's really my biggest point about fantasy football is, you know, growing up, I was a Chicago Bears fan when I was a kid, right? Of course. And so what I discovered about fantasy football is that, man, look. I just love football. Okay, I love my Bears, but I do love the game itself too. Yeah. And so when you have a connection to these players or other teams, it makes it in more enjoyable when you watch those games. Yeah. And so fantasy football, if you're a football fan of any sort, you don't have to be just a Bears fan or just a, any team fan. Mm-hmm. If you play fantasy football, then all of a sudden you now have a connection to those other games. And now you have a reason to watch those other games. And – Man, I, I go through and I watch every single game the whole season now for this podcast. For you guys, I'm, I, I sit there and I watch every single game every single week. That's right. He does it for you. <laughs> no, legit, because before this, I didn't. You oh, know, yeah. I, I had right. Game Pass last year and I would watch a few games, mm-hmm. but like I wasn't watching. I would watch the games with all my players in it, and that's about it. For the podcast, I'm watching every single one of them now because I want to be, you know, and be able to actually give you guys real advice. And so. When I'm watching these, I see so many plays that are like, you, you know, I would never have seen that. It doesn't right. make any ESPN highlight reels. Like yeah. this, this, There's so much stuff that you can get from other games <sighs> that you would never get. And so for fantasy football, it's fantastic. It oh, gives yeah. you a reason to watch these guys. It keeps you involved and keeps you engaged. It, I love this game. I love the game of fantasy football. Yeah, football to me used to be it was Sunday morning. You'd get up. It'd be an excuse to just completely veg out on pizza and wings and junk food and beer all day while watching the bears and occasionally flipping over to the saints. If we got them on, in the area here on, sure, on broadcast yeah. now it's, I mean, it's still pizza wings and beer, <laughs> but I'm keeping an eye on the games. I'm keeping an eye out on those players. I'm paying attention to player names. When I, when I hear these big plays, I see these big plays. You, you actually feel more invested. You know what's going on. It's surprising the kind of stuff you catch when you're, when you're paying closer attention to the games, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, man, some of these plays are craziness. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I love it. Now, one of the things I'm always curious, especially with new players, is what, what kind of questions or challenges as a new player to fantasy have you come across? Has there been stuff you've looked at and said, I don't know what's going on here or uh, any trouble trying to figure out? I'm sure you know, deciding between some, some players that are evenly projected has been uh, – that's usually a tough thing for new players. What kind of challenges have you seen as a, as a new player? Mm. As a new player, without getting advice and just starting what you think is going to start, it's not always a good thing. Yeah. 
My, well, what are the challenges there? Is it, is it the, the projections the, that are throwing you off? Is it the, the analyst? Because when you, think in it, most of the apps, you can click on a player and it'll give you like a little blurb about them, right? Yes. I, what, what, what in there is giving you the hangups? I, I guess until, you know, the, the sleeper app decided to do the little blurb things. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it was the projections. I thought they were going to do good. And then, you know, I got, hmm. I got molly whopped. That's <laughs> yeah. not good. <laughs> okay, yeah. And then and then why did that happen? Yeah. I think, well, this guy looked like he was going to do well. Why didn't he do well? And without having any kind of analysis or deep dive into it, you have no idea. So next week, what do you do? You play I, him again. I'll talk to my commissioner. Hey, yo, give me some tips on what I'm doing wrong. Or you watch this show. <laughs> and it's exactly what I did. You yeah. start talking to you guys. You start giving me some tips and how to play it right, how to pay more attention to it, mm-hmm. how to like, – and I was like, okay. Now, the only thing that just actually annoys me, does I don't have a problem with it. I'm just annoyed with it, is when you're claiming someone off the waiver wires. You're claiming that person off the waiver wire, and next thing you know, you got outbid, and you didn't realize it. So yeah. you're sitting there thinking, aha, this guy's going to be on my team starting next next Wednesday. Boom. Hey, how come I don't got him? Because someone threw in two dollars on his arts, and while I got zero on him. Hmm. Yeah, and as a reminder to our everyone watching, all our fans out there, our league does use a fab system mm-hmm. for our waiver pickups, so there are bids that go into play, and that's what he's referring to. Yeah, and because I didn't get that notification that someone else bid on him, so I didn't get a chance to redo that. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, that, that's what annoys the me. blind. The blind bidding is a little bit weird. So with fantasy football. What you wouldn't know mm-hmm. is that there's two options. You oh. could have either waiver priority mm-hmm. or you can have the fab system. Now, we have to go with the fab system, right? Well, now, this, is, this was a change to our league. Now, I've been running the, – our redraft league, I've been running for, gosh, 12, 13, 14 years now, something like that. Yeah. Um, we switched that to a fab system a couple years ago. Now, the uh, standard waiver priority, the way that works is if you're the last place team in the league, you get the first, you get the pick of the litter from the waiver wire. Okay. Okay. So if you're the worst team, you get first pick that week. Yeah. Right. And it, it kind of goes like that. Now, it, there's some hangups in there, like if you won versus if somebody else like lost type of thing, right? It can change that waiver priority. Say, like, um, you should have had the first pick, but like you were the most recent one to pick somebody off the wire. It, that can adjust your priority as well. But okay. basically, you're assigned a priority number. You can see what it is. You can see yeah. one, one through 10 or 12 or however many people are in your league. And then you make your waiver claim. And if somebody in a, at, with a higher priority than you made a claim on the same player, they automatically get that player. Mm. You don't even get a chance at them. Ah, right. So when there's a top player on the waiver wire, like say, for example, a Michael Pittman or what about Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. Chase Claypool when he blew up and mm-hmm. broke out, the worst team in the league gets that top player Every time, no matter what, mm. as long as they put in a claim for them, right? Yeah. Which obviously everybody would be, right? Yeah. And so it's one of those things where we wanted to go away from that so that we could we we could actually have everyone have a fair shot at that player. What you bid is on you, so whether yeah. or not you get them, that's on you. That makes sense. I just yeah. wish I had like a notification or something yeah. that say, "Hey, this person is also trying to get this player from you." Right. Yeah, the, the problem the is the problem is is we we can't do a coordinated live auction with timing, and so yeah. the way that they set it up in fantasy football is having it as a, just a blind system, and and that's where you come in with the analysts and the and the podcast, just like yeah. this one is. A lot of times, we'll give you a percentage of your fab budget that we recommend you bid. Yeah, and I, what I like about the system too is it's it also has trade value. You can trade fab 
Yeah, I like that as well. Yeah. To another team. To Which another I, yeah, I've done that. It, it's it, if you take advantage of that, that could be really great. I think I tried to do that once with Chrissy, and she laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Fun. I was like, you know what? Let's see what happens. It's like that was not going to happen. Yeah, I know. I want to see it though. <laughs> I had, I didn't know about that. Yeah, I didn't, hadn't heard about that. Yeah, it's funny. Well, it was just a random thing. Like, huh? I can trade money. I'll trade Chrissy. At least I know her well enough to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. See what happens. You know. It, you never know if the trade's going to go through if you don't try. Yeah. Shoot yeah. the offer out. Don't be afraid of someone getting offended. Don't get offended by a trade offer that comes your way unless unless you know that person is trying to really Sometimes just Sometimes people you. are just trying to get trade talks going. Right. You know, they, they're like, man, I have no idea what to offer. Here, here's – I want you to know that I'm interested in this player. Look at my team. Tell me who you want off yeah. my team. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw something out there you can counter. You know, sometimes that stuff happens. So, yeah, right. don't get offended. Oh, you, no. You oh. know. What I, what I hate is when you throw out a trade offer and you have no idea what to offer, and the other person comes back for like, you know, your Dalvin Cook for my uh, I don't know Adrian Peterson, like <laughs> yeah, what <laughs> little you didn't have to be a jerk, man. Right, exactly. Yeah, there's so there's definitely a lot to learn about the ins and outs of the finer details of, yeah. of fantasy leagues, how they operate, and that sort of thing. But but hey. overall, my experience has been great. I've been enjoying myself. Teams and ain't doing so hot, but you know, hey. You know, uh, I'm for in the first year player. You've definitely been doing pretty yeah, good, was, actually. You're you're on the thing. cusp of making the playoffs in both leagues, almost. And I think in Dynasty, oh, Dynasty, yes. The other yeah. one, no. that, that redraft, not so much. No, yeah. no but no, in I'm Dynasty, like, you took over a pretty broken team, and you're you might knock me out of the playoffs. That's a real, actual thing. Here's hoping. Right. <laughs> Forget you. I want that trophy. <laughs> if I make the playoffs, I'm taking that trophy. But I might not make the playoffs, and that's scary. Yeah. Oh man. It's gonna be tough. So we'll see how that plays out. But I mean, I mean, what else? Anything else that you want to throw out there for any of the other new players and going? Uh, you know what? Don't be serious about it. Have fun with it. Don't be that guy that's gonna get overly aggressive about everything you do. Don't try to be aggressive about your trades or how you or your trash talking. Trash talk's fun, but don't make it personal. You know, just have fun with it. Fair enough. You know, just, it's all there is to it. Is it worth yeah. the work? I mean, it's a lot. It, I know it is I mean, a lot of work to get to know these got, guys. I mean, I can slightly understand if you're throwing hundreds of money dollars into it, but if you're if it's amongst friends, yeah, don't don't try don't there, go after them. Don't try to clip them in the knee. There's there's no sense losing friendships over fantasy. No, it man. happens. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on who you talk to. True. Well, <laughs> very true. Yeah, we could. Well, maybe we could have uh, my cousin on. He could. He could tell you some stories about that yeah yeah for sure i mean we're uh, any any of you by the way want to get onto the show just give us an email we'll uh we'll if you're in the chicago oh, yeah, area yeah. we'll, we'll do what we can to get you and on. if you've got a story about it we'd love to hear it send, sure. send that along email us a story we'll, we'll read the story out whatever yeah, yeah. contact us we're, we're down to communicate with the fan base well chris welcome to the show welcome to the league and welcome to the exciting world of fantasy football we want to thank you for joining us today real quick I want to give a shout out to the podcast because you're not new to podcasting. This no, is not. actually not your, your your first podcast. No. So I want to give a quick shout out to the podcast you come from. Is that Comic Clowns? Yeah, that's correct. So what, give us a little bit about that real quick. Well, we are the Comic Clowns. We talk about everything uh, nerd based, you know, video games, uh, comics, movies based on comics. And what else was there? I mean, no, we, D&D. we also yeah. do some D and I mean, you guys do a lot of live streaming on video games and your D and D sessions yeah, and stuff we like actually, that. We actually live stream our uh, Twitch D&D right? games. Yes, through Twitch. Okay, we live stream our D and D games, uh, our WoW runs, World of Warcraft, and sometimes League of Legends, depending on what we're how we're feeling. You know, some little TFTs. Okay, and you guys are available on Twitch, uh, YouTube. 
I believe so. I'm not sure. I got to double check. Got to double check about YouTube. But it's what about? Least, I, I know you're on Apple know, Podcast. Uh, yeah, I think you find us on some broadcasting sites. You're definitely on Apple Podcast. I yes. can tell you that for sure. Okay, because I'm I'm subscribed to you guys on that one. Okay, yeah, you're definitely gonna find us on Twitch. We have a lot of content on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, and, and uh, do you have an email contact? Anybody can get in contact with you guys. Twitter, mm-hmm. follow anything. Uh, that's probably. I would imagine um, through Twitch would be a good way to get in touch. Would get in touch with the show, either comments there or, or direct messages. Yeah, we also have a Facebook page as well. Facebook page, that's right. You guys do have a fan page. Yes. So look for Comic Clowns, guys. Yeah. Great, great show. And you one- might actually catch me on that show every now and again. I think I, I've been on there once or I, twice. I do I guest occasionally, and uh, for the World of Warcraft runs, you would have seen us on Twitch running a nice marathon session the other night. <laughs> yeah. We ran, we ran for, what, eight hours, something like that? Give or take. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is not Bruce's show. It is my show <laughs> and Don's show. So let's get back to some football. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of that show, speaking of the Shy Guys football podcast. Well, you know, if we really want to combine fantasy and football, there is a game out there that exists. Hey, look at that. Yeah. There you go. I think it's based of, on the Warhammer characters. <laughs> well, we have an action-packed show for you today. Before we get into that, we want to remind you, as we mentioned before, we have our fan giveaway. If you need to get in touch with us and like to have some of your content or questions featured on the show, you can get in touch with us, shyguysfootball at gmail.com. Also, at shyguysfootball on Twitter, on YouTube as well. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts now. Five-star review. Five-star review. Five-star review. So before we get into some of our news and some of our studs and duds, we have... What is one of my favorite and also a fan favorite segment oh, crap. that we've been bringing to you for several weeks now, and I always look forward to seeing what's going to be in this. I know it's a lot of work for you to put together, but that will be our Pandora's box. Where does the salt go? If it's a severed head, I'm going to be very upset. Open it. Uh, so yeah i mean talk about a lot of work at you know this one's I'm, good and you've had some killer segments the past couple of weeks that have so. really really come to fruition so i'm not i'm not a hot take guy i'm i'm an analyst i like to look at the numbers and i just i i follow what where the numbers lead me you know what i mean when i when mm-hmm. i write these these shows I just, I don't write it. I just look at the numbers and I say, okay, well, here's what we got to talk about. You know what I mean? And so, it, for me to be a hot, like I don't I don't do predictive based on little evidence. You know what I mean? I do predictive based on what's in front of me. Yeah. And so, yeah, these are tough, man. You, you would think, you know, Bobby Woods and Cooper Cup putting up what is that, forty four point six points last yeah. last week? That wasn't good enough for you. What about <laughs> Danny Dimes about to drop some bombs this week? That's not good enough for you. I got to give you another one, huh? Yeah. Well, uh, you created the segment. <laughs> Way to throw that back in. <laughs> All right. So he's so, about to drop some dimes on you now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, look, every season, there's there's a running back. Every season that just wins a team the championship through the playoffs, right? From the beginning of the playoffs all the way through the championship game, there's a championship winning running back. Everybody is just dying to locate that guy and get them on their squad. So much so yeah. that people will pick up people weeks in advance and just stash them. Right, it's that important. Running backs are widely known as the most important uh, position in fantasy football. Right? I think I found them, guys. I really did. I had, you know, I was up at uh, ten, eleven o'clock last night writing the show doc, and you know, and then I, you know, I, I had to do my finishing touches this morning. But I was at like ten, eleven o'clock last night, and I didn't have a Pandora's box segment. It was blank. I had zero idea where I was going to go with that. And usually around Sunday is when I start thinking about it. Looking through it, I came across this one, and I am I am sold. J.K. Dobbins will be this year's league winner, Ooh. for sure. I guarantee you. I'm I'm looking at I'm this. I'm intrigued. 
after a solid outing last week, look, many people would have likely been clamoring to pick him up off the waiver wire, right? Every, you know, Mark Ingram just had come back off the bye weeks and mm-hmm. the injuries and things like that, right? And then he limited Gus Edwards' production, and we thought he was going to limit, limit Do- Dobbins' production, right? Wrong. Dobbins actually ended up getting the bulk of the workload. And I honestly, I picked him up right on game day as like a – just to see it, what if he does get the bulk of the workload, even with Ingram back. We are getting in later into the season now. These rookie running backs are really yeah. starting to pop now. Remember when we said they didn't look like they were playing fast. They looked like they were like still kind of getting into the the swing of things because of the COVID offseason and all that stuff. Trying to find they're the look, first, Exactly. They're looking great now. And J.K. Dobbins came out and looked fantastic in a tough, tough game. Everyone would be dying to go to the waiver wire to pick him up now, but we found out him and both Mark Ingram both have COVID now. Spoiler alert for the news and notes section. section. (laughs) But, you know, look, because he's not going to be available for the next week at least, maybe even two, he might stay on the waiver wire. He's got a very high waiver wire percentage uh, Mm -hmm. availability. So it's likely that he was on there to begin with, and it's likely that he will stay there, or if somebody did pick him up, they might be dropping him because they can't use him for the next two weeks, right? So, look, even if he doesn't come back in week 13, he doesn't miss the full two weeks, he doesn't come back against Dallas, right? He'll follow up with a game in Cleveland, then he plays Jacksonville at home, then he plays the Giants at home in championship week. Oof. That that's a fantastic playoff schedule for a running back that I would at this point I'm pretty sold. Dobbins is going to be the lead back in those games. Yeah. Okay. 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 Even even coming back from the COVID, I don't care. Especially because Ingram's out. Any chance that Ingram had to resecure that, yeah. I think is gone at this point. If anything, they'll probably rest Ingram as much as they can to make sure that he's fresh for the playoffs because these guys really want to make a playoff push. Now we'll see what that kind of picture looks like. Pay attention to that in weeks 14, 15, and 16, right? Pay attention to the schedules and what the playoff seating looks like and things like that. If if Baltimore is looking like they're going to make it, then they're probably going to end up resting Ingram as much as they can. They're going to want to see what they have in Dobbins. They drafted Dobbins at the beginning of the second round. They're going to want to see what they have in this kid. They really believe in this kid as a first-round talent. Ooh. I'm telling you, man, once this guy gets back from COVID, I expect him to come roaring out of the gate into fantasy stardom. He's going that? to make a – dude, he's going to make – uh, an impression on every single fantasy football owner. And I bet you this guy's a, a top two round pick next year because of what he does at the end of the <laughs> season. See, you see the excitement he has for this boy. I know football, dude. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, this is the pick. He said, get on his back and run for the goal. Ride him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to see how this pays off, but so far your Pandora's box segments have been hitting very strong. Pretty much lights out. I think. Yeah. Have I been wrong yet? I mean, I guess you can start to make the argument about Fulcum now, but I think that's more in once, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, okay. most definitely. Well, there you have this week's Week 11 Pandora's Box going into Week 12. Pay attention to that advice. That is going to win you a league. Make that pick. You make your team – get your team to the championships or get your team to the playoffs, and you have your running back for the playoffs right here. Danny Dems will get you to the playoffs. J.K. Dobbins is going to win it. There we go. All right, we now move along to our news, notes, and injuries at the top of the show. Post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. All right, and first up, this is one I'm going to have to apologize for um, <laughs> because Joe Burrow going down with an injury... It's all your fault, Don. It's all my it's fault. It's all you. And the reason it's all my fault 
is uh, one karma and two. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just bad luck for quarterbacks this year. Because, you know, I will take it <laughs> because going into the week where I you ended two up are playing have Joe to explain Burrow. That. Yeah, well, so I had Drew Brees, and we saw what happened. We're talking about our oh yeah yeah for sure yeah, mm-hmm. and then Burrow ended up on my team because of an accidental drop. So yes. this was a mishap that accidental. happened between these two earlier in the season. Yeah. So what had happened so was you explain that. Yeah. You, if I'm not mistaken, now correct correct the details, but from what, what? I saw, it was an accidental drop. For someone that you weren't going to be rostering anyway, because who did you have in place on the quarterback spot at the time? Because this is going back. No, I don't remember. This is going back a month. So basically, because I'm the commissioner and the leagues that you're in, uh, I make it a point to help everybody. Mm -hmm. I help everybody. And so with this being your first year, I'm a little bit more on your case than I am with most people, right? And so I was was trying to teach you a few tactics and things like that. And I was talking to you about Burrow, and I remember this, and I, I, I was... At the time, I told you to, to to drop Burrow for somebody else, but you ended up just dropping him flat out yeah, instead was... of making a waiver claim, mm-hmm. right? And that was that's a no no. You, whenever you have a player that you want to drop, even if they just got injured and went on IR, I don't care. Do not flat out drop a player. Always make a waiver claim for somebody. Dropping a player does not help your fantasy football team. Getting another player does, right? Yeah. And so anything could happen, right? And so you never want to just give up a player for free. You always want to get something. Value for value. Yes. Fair enough. Yeah. So I saw the drop, and I went in, and I was like, well, I I need another quarterback, another decent quarterback, because I, Drew Brees alone wasn't going to get me there, and Baker wasn't going to do me any favors on the on the run-up. So I thought, all right, I'll, I'll grab Burrow, and I'll stash him for a week that I need to play him over Brees. And then we had discussed when I found out, oh, that was an accidental drop. I was like, all right, well, let's let's make some arrangement here. We'll make we'll get him back. Maybe you can yeah. use him for for a good trade. And we that ended up falling away for a while. Yeah, it, that right. just kind of yeah. went under the radar, yeah. and everyone forgot about we it for forgot a while. Because we totally did. Week, I will. I will not. The deny games that. had already started when we realized what we were going to try and do. So you can't move those players. Right. So I told started. I told you, and Chris, to remind me to uh, about that whole thing, and I would yeah. do the whole commissioner thing yeah. and swap it back. And totally we forgot. all forgot. Yeah. Totally yeah. Forgot. So that so there it comes to this past week, and I see. Well, I can't play Breeze. Who do I? Who? Can I play? Well, I had made a claim early on for Jameis Winston and then found out Taysom Hill was going to be the, the getting the nod. Right. And I managed to pick him up. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, well, am I going to play Taysom Hill or am I going to play Joe Burrow? Well, I'm going to play Joe Burrow, obviously. that's that To me, that seemed like the right call. And it turns out I thought, well, all right, I'll play him. I know I shouldn't. I know we're supposed to go back and make this fix, this lineup fix. I was like, all right. Play him this once. Maybe he won't get too upset. I'll just let me ride this out, and and then I can figure this out next week. And sure enough, the injury hits <laughs> Burrow, and that's that's why karma circled back around. So because you had to start him. Because I had to start him, I disappointed a lot of people in the fantasy football world. That's my fault. I will take the blame for that one, okay? Side note, <laughs> I had Tannehill as a backup, and I still got him. Yeah. <laughs> But just be ready for next week where if you have Taysom Hill, um, he's going to get injured. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> because I'll be playing him. Oh, come on, you're not so that I'll, bad of a curse. I'll apologize in advance for, for, for week 12 not going well for some people. I can see now he's going to start a quarterback that's not even starting. It's just a backup, a tool backup. And somehow that backup gets injured. Yeah, I'll find a way. I'll find All a right. way. So it's been about 25 minutes, and we haven't really given a whole lot of information. <laughs> Whoops. 
we're having fun tonight. So the apple, actual implications of Joe Burrow going down. What are we looking at, fellas? Well, it's it's not looking. It's really not looking good for anybody. I mean, what do you think? Really, this whole team is just light the match. Yeah, pretty much set it on fire, man. Yeah, I, th- I think Boyd is about the only one that you can trust at this moment. I think Higgins is still worth rostering. But Boyd's a better saving grace. Well, he's the only one that I would roll with week one with the new quarterback until we kind of see what things are going to look like here. So, yeah, for sure. Brandon, by the way, Brandon Allen is going to be that quarterback, not Ryan Finley. Okay. Yeah. Worth noting. Noted. All right, moving back along to our news notes and injuries, and I promise the next ones won't take five minutes apiece. We have an update on our COVID list. As we alluded to earlier, uh, Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins. Both tested positive. Yep. Uh, that's going to bring around Gus Edwards, Justice Hill. Gus uh, Edwards is going to be the one that I think that you want to go with, but be advised it is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, yeah. Gus Edwards is going to have a safe floor, but how much do we realistically expect him to get? It's going to be the week next after that against Dallas that we're really looking at for him. Okay. Yeah, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, the game has shifted in the schedule a little bit. That is correct. Yeah, we've, uh, we've gone from Thursday night to Sunday afternoon. Correct. Okay. Uh, we also have on the COVID list uh, Eddie Jackson, Adam Thielen, uh, but as far as we've come across, they both, in theory, could play based on yeah. how the results come back, and they're kind so of hitting Do- that Dobbins point. and Ingram, they, they gots the COVIDs, yeah. right? Uh, Eddie Jackson and Adam Thielen, I'm guessing they were just close contacts or something like that, yeah. uh, because the rep- all the reports are if they get two negative tests in a row, then they can play. Yeah. So we're not going to know until this weekend, so keep a close eye on that, right. but as of right now, they're at risk to not play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have that uh, Kyler Murray is expected to continue playing through the shoulder injury. Well, good on him. Uh, Jordan Howard returning back to the Eagles. Meh. Yeah. I mean, we, we brought that news to you that it was released from the step. Dolphins. You never know. I think it's just a depth piece, really. I mean, Boston Scott's playing fine. Miles M- Sanders, they've made it very clear they want him to be the feature back, and so all right, uh, makes sense. you know, I, I think I think it's just a depth piece. Yeah. Uh, Greg Olson is getting placed on the IR. That's going to bring up uh, Jacob Hollister and Will Disley back into play. Yeah, Will Disley is a great talent. He had those catastrophic injuries. What was that, like two or three years in a row? I think it was two. Yeah. Um, He would be the number one. He's still kind of working his way back into the system. Jacob Hollister kind of, you know, he came, if you don't, if y'all don't remember, he came on at the end of last season when uh, when the weather started to turn. Seattle really started to go to its tight ends, which we've actually seen traditionally, right? Mm. And Jacob Hollister looked great towards the end of last season, and so uh, so much so that a lot of people were surprised that they brought in Greg Olson at all, especially with word that they were gonna they were going to get this lead back going into this year. Yeah. Be that as it may, Olsen no longer in the picture, so keep an eye on Hollister and Disley and kind of see who gets the, the lion's share of that workload. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're if you're desperate for a tight end, that would be the way that I would lean. But give it a week first and kind of take a peek. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, we have Teddy Bridgewater and Christian McCaffrey updates. It looks like Teddy is on track to be back. Christian McCaffrey, unlikely. Not so much. Yeah. yeah, return to practice. Great sign. Right. You oh yeah, but you know. but wearing the red shirt, no contact, and it's that shoulder that they're worried about. And so yeah, I guess I guess the coach is saying that he doubts it. And so if the head coach isn't going to let him play, then he's obviously not, obviously not going to freaking play. Yeah. No, totally. Which sucks. Forty uh, ers potentially getting back both Ayukin and Debo this week. Ayukin. Uh, we've got uh, Rex Burkhead uh, from. What we can tell, looking like an ACL. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're going to backtrack just a little bit because we uh, we forgot to mention that oh, as is it <laughs> most dirt. Yes. Oh, I know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you're dropping lines already, buddy. Uh, as as uh, San Francisco does look like they're getting Ayukin and Debo back, but it, it also looks like they're going to be getting the majority of their running backs back, if, if if not all of them. And if that's the case, really all I'm looking at is Mostert. If Mostert comes back, he's the only one that we care about. Okay, so uh, that'd be the only one I'm worried about playing. If Mostert doesn't come back, then you can start taking a look at Coleman and McKinnon and kind of figure out what you think the splits are going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so as we mentioned, Rex Burkhead uh, looks to have a torn ACL. That's that's suspected. Um we don't have a ton of definite on that. Yeah, injury, we're but... still waiting on the on the confirmed reports there. But you know, the the fantasy implications here is basically that James White should be seeing the the most the majority of the reliable work here because uh, remember uh, you got yeah Sony uh, Michelle is is back. He's clear to play. Yeah, you were mentioning that before the show. And I... go ahead. And uh, before his injury, he did actually put up decent numbers in his last game. He put up like about 15 points at minimum mm-hmm. in his last game before he got injured. Yeah, but you got to remember the style of the style of play for these guys. Uh, now, Damian Harris and Sony Michelle are the kind of like the between the tackles guy. Rex Burkhead was getting a lot of work because he can do both. He can do, yeah. be between the tackles and he can also be the passing, get the passing down work. And the reason why he was getting that work above James White in the first place is because he can do both. Both a little bit better than James White can, yeah, right? Okay. And so, obviously, that's what Belichick likes. And so, with Burkhead getting out here, it's really the passing game work that concerns me. I don't see Sony picking that up, even if they activate him in place of Rex Bur- Burkhead, right? Possibly. And so, I'm looking at James White to really be the beneficiary of the Rex Burkhead being out now. Okay. I don't, I don't think Sony's going to be picking up that much more work. In fact, Damian Harris has been playing so well. I, I think that they kind of use Sony in more of a reserve capacity more than anything. All right. Okay, I get you. That makes sense. Yes. You you with me? You got me? Uh, I get you. you now. Like I'm following that? you. All right. I got you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, in our news notes and injuries, we have uh, Mike Glennon will get the start for the Jags. Woo! Hey, someone's getting a start. He's right. better than Luton, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll do it for our week's news notes and injuries. We move along to our week 11 studs and duds. Yeah. I'm going to do this the old-fashioned way, with two swords and maximum effort. Yeah, there we go. So this week's studs, some of our top-performing players of the week. We're going to look at our quarterbacks first. And up at our number one spot, we have Mr. Deshaun Watson. 31.4 points versus New England. Yeah! (laughs) Touchdown, baby! And those points are good enough. For Deshaun Watson to be crowned this week's king of the moment. I'm your king. Well, I didn't vote for you. You don't vote for kings. We're talking about a performance that went uh, 28 of 37 for 344 yards and two touchdowns. And then, that weren't enough. Oh, yeah. Six on the ground for 36 and another touchdown. Seeing a matchup against Detroit next week, I mean, this is going to be a... I Overall, see a, a fantastic I see a repeat smash play, right? Yeah, yeah. I see a repeat see performance for this guy. Maybe you'll see him in our smash plays list. Ooh, maybe. Ooh. Okay, be. well, congratulations to Deshaun Watson, our Shy Guys football king of the moment, coming off of week 11. Our number two quarterback in our stud category this week, we have Justin Herbert. 27.7 points. That's against the Jets, but 27.7, not bad. <laughs> hey, he's been dominating all year. Yeah. Who cares who's against? 37 for 49 
uh, sorry, 37 of 49 for 366 yards and three touchdowns. Nice work there. Right. This is a matchup going into week 12 so he against some Buffalo. In. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and rounding out our quarterback studs for the week, we have Taysom Hill, who got the start over Jameis and rode my bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a surprise. I mean, Sean Payton, man. I, what are you going to do, you know? Yeah, it, it was a surprise start. I mean, I was scrambling. Like I said, scrambling all over, pick up Jameis, and yeah. then get rid of him and pick up Taysom, and then not play him. Uh, <laughs> but still, congratulations, Taysom Hill, 24.4 points versus Atlanta. And going 18 of 23 for 233 yards. Now, here's the thing, though. This was – we're talking about rushing 10 on the ground for 51 yards and two TDs. Those 24 points, a lot of that seems like that's that's rushing touchdowns. You take those away, yeah. and the performance is just okay. Meh. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is looking like a, a Tim Tebow, like a round two of a Tim Tebow, right? For sure. I mean, it, you take away the rushing touchdowns, he's at 12 points for the week. You take away the 50 yards rushing, and he's at like seven points for the week, Yeah. right? I mean, Respectable yeah. performance, and I love watching but him. But that's I love the, the thing about rushing quarterbacks. Yeah. No, it's, it's fantastic. This is definitely Tim Tebow round two. Uh, yeah, but hey, well, I, I'm looking forward to see how this continues, if it continues throughout the rest of the week, because I, I, to me, I think it's kind of exciting. I mean, to, to me, like Taysom it. Hill is, is what Tim Tebow was supposed to be. Yeah. You know, just somebody who was a team player athlete who maybe eventually over time develops a little bit of quarterback skills. <laughs> and I think that's what we've seen in Taysom Hill. So. All right. Yeah, most definitely. All right, that'll do it for like we our Week 11 them. studs in the quarterback category. Let's talk some running backs. Who do we have in the running backs category? For sure, leading the way, we got Dalvin Cook putting in 22.5 points against Dallas. That, you know, they lost, that a but... Workhorse. I'm sorry. That no, just... you're right. You're right, Dalvin Cook. <laughs> you know, in all honesty, it seems to me like the running back position this year has kind of been... It's been a down year, I think, on the season. You know, when you when you look at that upper echelon worth of running backs, I mean, we typically have our what? We have our Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Zeke, Alvin Kamara. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, what are some of the other ones we got going on? We were expecting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to be up there, right? There, there's there's a ton of just hardcore running back talent. Derek King Henry, Derek Henry, yeah. right? Joe Mixon was expected to take a step up. Joe uh, Josh Jacobs was expected Gibson's to be trying to get up there. Gibson, yeah, but he's a rookie, you know, and yeah. and you know, I'm just saying, like this this year was just has been a little bit disappointing. Dalvin Cook to me seems to be like the lone. Well, I shouldn't say lone. Delvin Cook and Alvin Kamara really yeah. are the two bright spots at the running back position. Other than that, we don't have the five or six just workhorse studs that we can count on week yeah. in, week out. I'm used to seeing more than just two, you know. But, hey, kudos to Cook getting it done against Dallas, yep. even in a game that they lost. That's that's the key, yeah. right? Every single week being able to count on these Thought guys. That, again. That, was a, that was a close loss. No, it was a good game. For sure, it was oh, a great game. A good game. You know, but yeah. they got Carolina next week. I think that was going to have another big game. Honestly. Oh, for sure. He's, dude, for sure. Uh, you know, forget King of the moment. This guy might 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 be in contention for our, one of our eternal glory uh, awards at the end yeah. of the season. Mm -hmm. Keep an eye out for our last uh, recording for the regular season, guys. We'll be giving out awards to uh, a bunch of players as well. So I, I think I just sneak previewed one of those. <laughs> a little um, bit, a little bit. <laughs> well, there's still time. There's, he's still got to earn it. Everything's up in the air. Following Cook is your boy, the Fresh Prince of Allaire, coming in at 20.2 points in that win against Las Vegas. Oh, man. That, 
I'm so glad I got him on my team. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the no, beginning I, of this year was a little rough, no? Yeah. It was rough, yes. But at no point did I ever regret him being on my team. You, was, you, yeah, I never won. It yeah. wasn't heartbreaking. No, but it was a little rough. But, I mean, I've yeah. never once heard you complain about it. i never once heard you say, oh, man, i got to trade this guy. What do I do with this guy? You haven't asked me. You haven't come at me with Clyde at all, all no, year. No, I kept believing in this fool. No, yeah, for sure. I watched him. I kept, I just like, you know what? Going into one of your he's guys. Getting, he's getting shut down. You know what? I'm going to believe in him. Yeah. I'm going to believe in him. It's one of your guys. Going into the playoffs, I think you might be able to ride this guy. Mm-hmm. Following him up, we got King Henry coming up, rounding oh, out the running man. back position. 19.7 points in the loss against Baltimore. But, hey, 28 carries for 133 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Next week against Indy, but do you care? No, he's, he's, a, he's another workhorse that's underrated. I, I think he's an underrated workhorse. Underrated? How so? Well, no one really talks about him. Really? This yeah. is King Henry. This is one of the known top five running backs of the league, man. You the thing say about that. Well, I, in I fantasy for, so in fantasy circles, it's a little bit different because mm-hmm. what we're looking for in running backs is we we really like that passing volume. Because when you get a guy like Christian McCaffrey, it's like getting yeah. two players in one position, right? Derrick Henry doesn't bring that to the table. However, he is about the only non receiving uh, running back that brings that to the table other than Nick Chubb. I think Nick yeah. Chubb, you could throw him in that category. In fact, people are calling him Derrick Henry. No, I, I will say, I, I did see that game with, uh, who did they play, Baltimore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, he got leveled at one point. Dude got leveled. It's hard to level yeah, that. He's and, a big yeah. dude. Yeah. He, he It wasn't a blindside hit. It was clean. But, you know, it stiffed him. He dropped to a knee before he dropped the ball, so it wasn't a fumble. Then what happened? And what happened was then what did he do? He came back and he <laughs> ran it in for a touchdown. He like, ran over that dude, didn't no, he? He ran over everyone. <laughs> no one got in his dude, way. I'm telling you, this guy is a beast, man. <laughs> really I'm telling is, you. Man. No, yeah. I thought about – I mentioned last week how I picked up uh, Michael Thomas. What was mm-hmm. it, the seventh or eighth pick of the draft? I don't remember. I, I said seven. I don't remember what I had. But uh, King Henry was the guy that I was looking at. It was I was planning on picking up King Henry, mm-hmm. and then I see that Michael Thomas dropped to me, and I went, oh. All right, yeah. I got to take time. Yeah, pick. during the draft, you're not upset with that pick. I mean, it's like you said, you see Michael Thomas there. Right, and more akin to what you're saying, it's hard to trust Henry because he doesn't get that receiving work. Yeah. But it just doesn't matter for him. This dude is just a beast. Yeah. Yeah, he, he steamrolls people. All right, so Chris, why don't you give us some wide receivers, man? I'm sorry to steal your thunder there, no, Don. No, no, please. <laughs> oh, we got some wide receivers, huh? Well, we got taking in at number one spot, Adam Thielen. Coming in at 28.3 points against Dallas for, uh, let's see, had eight out of 11 receptions caught for 123 yards with two touchdowns. And one of those two touchdowns was actually a pretty sick one-handed grab. Oh, that was sick, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, man. We, we are fans of the one-handed grab. Not just one, but two Odell moments this week, wasn't there? Oh, yeah. I don't in think CD Lamb. I don't think we're going to bring up, so we might as well bring him up now. Yeah. CD Lamb had a, a CD Lamb, same game. Yeah, yeah. CD Lamb was uh, more laid out for it. Hey, CD did it first. Yeah, yeah, CD did it first. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was still it was still actually a good watch. Yeah. Know? Oh no, that that whole I game mean, was fun to watch. That was a good game to watch for sure. Field goal loss, man. Yeah, it, that's always a shame. Mm-hmm. All right, who else we got in some wide receivers? Oh man, coming in at number two. Keenan Allen. Yeah, find somebody who loves you like Keenan or like Justin Herbert loves Keenan Allen. Exactly. Because <laughs> why? He loved him so much for 26.5 points. Woo. Woo. How yeah. many targets there, Chris? Oh, 16 out of 19, man. 
It's like he got majority of them passes, definitely. <laughs> 19 targets. 19 targets. 19 targets. Well, I'm going to look through the back. To, what is, did Baker have like 20 passes this week, 20, 25, something like that? Keenan Allen had almost as many targets as Baker Mayfield has passes. Yeah. He had, he had a target percentage equal to most people's snap percentage. Like, yeah. It, it was up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's... Uh, he got he got those. You 19. want to look for a sure thing in fantasy football? Keenan Allen's <laughs> yeah. about as close as you get, man. And, uh, about hundred for one hundred and forty five yards and a touchdown. Said no, he did have a fumble though. Yeah, yeah. well, still. But you know, watch him watch him break out against Buffalo. Yeah, I, I, I expect I expect he's definitely gonna break out against Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. And coming in at third place for the studs, we got Robert Woods. Oh, Robert Woods. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. This sounds familiar. Are you sure? How, how, Robert <laughs> Woods doing how well? A 24.6 points. Now, see, I, I seem to remember some talk about Robert Woods. Well, let's, what would that yardage look like? Oh, uh, fifth, 12 out of 15 receptions for 130 yards and a touchdown. And facing off against who next week? Ooh, San Francisco. And I believe we had talked about Woods in our Pandora's box segment. Ooh, a while did, back, actually, and did. that was a comparison saying Robert Woods and Cooper Cup pick them both up as your wide receivers because combined they are going to, well, really make up for the bulk of the points on your team, right? I don't know about bulk of the points on your team, but yeah, like a, that's a good chunk of. I points. was, I think, what we were doing was guaranteeing most weeks are going to be over twenty points between the two of them, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And so if you put them both together and stack them with well, their wonder twin powers combined, well, this week. Wonder Twin Cooper Cup joined Robert Woods with 20 points of his own. Oh. So combining for 44.6 points. Yeah, I'll make me blush. God damn. That makes that Pandora's box. I mean, you have been right on the money with that. Like I said, I don't like hot takes, man. So when I give them, (laughs) there's there's a little something behind them. As a a manager with Cooper Cup on my team, I have been trying to make that Woods trade happen. You, I, when I brought this before we aired that segment, I remember this before we aired that segment. You actually immediately sent a trade offer to the uh, to the Robert Woods owner for DJ Chark. You yeah. you were offering DJ Chark in exchange for Robert Woods and on the spot before we even recovered uh, uh, recorded that episode, and it was rejected about like midway a- through the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think I looked down to check the time, and I was like. I thought that was a fair trade. No, I think, honestly, I think it's a great trade for the both of you. In a vacuum, I'd rather have DJ Chark than Robert Woods. In a vacuum, Mm -hmm. right? So I think it works out either way. I thought uh, when I I was looking at your team, I think DJ Chark is who I specifically recommended trading because it's it's someone who's high enough to entice that trade. And, you know, it's not going to hurt you by losing him if you're getting Robert Woods in return, especially with the stack of Cooper Cup. And the other guy actually, I think, benefits by having DJ Chark over Robert Woods solely. And and so, look at it this way, right? They're both ceiling plays because... You know, DJ Chark is not going to shell out every week, and he's not going to. They're 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 not mid range yeah. players. They're either going to give you sub ten points, or they're going to give you freaking a lot. And yeah. so, if you're going to do that, get the higher ceiling player, and that would be DJ Chark. And so, I I thought that was fantastic. It's a it. it oh, well, I'm sorry, buddy. I tried. It's all good. Hey, but before you know. we re- before I close off the segment with the uh, studs of receivers, I have an honorable mention for Evans of the Tampa Bay, who because I was reminded by King Henry. 
That dude would just force himself into an end zone, was refusing to get taken. Oh, the man down. mode. Yeah. The yes. man mode. Yeah. Yes. I just want to give an eyeball shout out mention to him. That was Mike just Evans. A memorable play right there. It was. It was. It might have been one of the best plays of the season for sure. Yeah. He just would not be denied. No, I love he, he it. He wanted that end zone and got it for sure. All right. Yeah, most definitely. All right. Well, that'll do it for our wide receivers. We talk some tight ends now. Who do we have in our tight end section? Can we just skip the tight, t- top t- tight end spot for this week? You already know who it is. It's the same guy every week. <gasps> surprise, surprise. Yeah, really. So I guess, I mean, we can just move right on. And, no, why don't you tell them? Reinforce why he's number one right week now. After week. <laughs> Travis Kelsey again over 20 points. 22.9 in our league. Again, we do half point PPR scoring. Mm-hmm. Now, by the way, we were talking about quarterback scoring earlier. I did notice a little bit of a discrepancy in our league. Mm-hmm. This was brought up to me by Peanut, actually. We only charge negative one point for interceptions. Oh. I had never noticed that. In typical leagues, that's usually a two-point subtraction for per interception. Yeah. So that, that, so what we're going to do is we're, we try to get our league together commonly throughout the season and, and for drafts. and, and this is, So at the end of the season when we get together – uh, we're going to bring up all of our trade pro- – or not – I'm sorry, not trade. <laughs> Rule change proposals. And we're going to – while the season's fresh in our mind, we're going to go through this stuff. And so that will be one of the things that we bring up. We recommend that you do something similar for all of your leagues as well. Write down any proposed rule changes you want to have to your league and get get together. Have fun. If – you know, if y'all are remote and we got these COVID crazy times, do a Zoom thing or something. Yeah. You know, something. Yeah. Have some fun. Have some camaraderie. That's the thing about uh, fantasy football. But following up as our number two, number two tight end spot, we got Darren the Walrus coming in with 18.3 points yeah. versus K- wow. KC, man. I'm glad I picked him up at some point. Yeah. Seven targets. Seven receptions. Oh, man. Perfect. This guy's so good. Perfect. 88 yards and a touchdown. Finally starting to turn it back up. Now we, you know, I get it. He was struggling there for a while, but the mm-hmm. volume was always there. We tell you guys, trust the volume. Talent and opportunity. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always win every time. Trust me. Just look at my teams, both of them, this year. Yeah. But, you know, trust it because it will it will come yeah. through well, for you. Well, you're not going to score points on a player who's not getting targets. Sure, and exactly, and, and and the Wallers has been getting the targets That's, all season long. That sounds like mm-hmm. a bit of John Madden style advice, but it's true. Yeah, the the other team wants to win by scoring the most points. Yeah. <laughs> well, but you know, and that sounds stupid on the surface, but you break it down, and the real what I think is the real genius in that is. You can do all these fancy trick plays you want. You can do all these fancy substitutions. It don't matter. You only win the game by scoring points. So whatever you do, it better be in the name of scoring points. Yeah. Fair and, enough. And so, too, Fair when you're picking that. a fantasy player, you could say, well, this guy does well against this type of defense or what, you know, whatever have you. But if he's not a player that's getting targets, if they're not being utilized in the offense, it doesn't do you any good how good they can be. Yeah, and you're someone you, who's going to get used. You walk into landmines a lot of times like that because, like, you're like, oh, my stud has got a you know a super tough matchup, and these guys never give up any points. Well, he's a stud for a reason. Right? Yeah. He's a stud because he can do things that nobody else can. And you want to you want to start this guy who's maybe going to get fifty percent of the snaps on the field in this super soft matchup that gives up all the points. Next thing you know, the dude's got like one target, and mm-hmm. your stud went off and just dominated because that's what they do, right? Yeah. And speaking of which. Well, being our final tight end for the stud section here, Mark Andrews has been another one. Yeah. Fin- finally starting to hit. Hit, you know, 
he another guy that's been struggling all season. Eighteen point one points this week, five on seven for ninety ninety six and one. Look, I know he's got Pittsburgh next week too, but I don't care. Mark Andrews is the only Baltimore receiving option I'm starting because he's the only one who's a freaking stud out there. Yeah, and and when yeah. it comes to tight ends this week, I mean, tell me about Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Last week we was a down week for tight ends. We talked. We even I think pointed out that the spread on the tight end points was just not very big. This, this week, week, though. This week, the tight ends, not only do you have Kelsey putting up the big points, there were 12, 12 tight ends over 10 points this week. Seems like tight ends came back with a vengeance. Remember what I was talking about last week with like all these tight ends? And I I apologize. I missed like half the guys I wish I would have listed. I think I missed like Johnny in there, like some mm-hmm. gimmies. But, you know... Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. This this tight end, the tight ends in the league right now are so freaking talented based on what we're used to seeing at the position, at least from a pass catching capability standpoint, right? And so to see them kind of bombing out again this yeah. year was like you really thought that this was going to be the year that they were going to step up. Well, we got one good week. Though. Well, that's yeah, kind of yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, signs for the future. Yeah. Well, possibly, congratulations. Possibly. Congratulations to all the tight ends this week. I mean, this is when tight end day should have been this week. <laughs> should have been week 11. You know? Okay, well, that'll do it for our studs of week 11. We now talk some of our duds. It's sucking my will to live all the humanity. Just make you want to say damn. Yeah, they can't all be winners this week. We lead off with some of our quarterback duds coming off of week 11. And for two weeks in a row, we have Tua Tonga-Vailoa. 7.3 points against Denver that lost 11 of 20 for 83 yards and a touchdown, but sacked six times and was then benched in the second half of the game. Just, just That's damn. Don't it? Yeah, you're telling me. I got him everywhere, man. <laughs> you, you, y'all know I, know, I love yeah. Tua. Yeah. Tua. Yeah, I didn't hear your chant this time. <laughs> you know, he's, after he's last week. Internally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. Okay, so I'm going to step through this quickly because I just realized how much time we've already taken up. I'm so sorry. This yeah, week's going to run a little yeah. bit long. But you know what? It's Thanksgiving. We, we wanted to bring you guys a special episode. This is going to be a feast of an tomorrow. episode. Yeah, yeah. I don't got to work tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. Chris don't got to work, period. It's cool. Hey, <laughs> I love you, buddy. All right, so look, here, I I watched this game with Tua, okay? In fact, I heard a ton of analysts coming out before I even got a chance to watch this game and go back, because I got that NFL game pass. Yeah. That's how I do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And all these analysts are sitting there talking about, like, Tua was so flat, he wasn't getting anything done. You know, they ended up benching him, and Fitzpatrick really provided the spark to get them going. I'm like, no, he didn't. Well, based on what I saw in the highlights, based on what I saw in the stats, I'm like, all right, that doesn't really track. But I'll watch the game. I'll see what happens, right? I watched this game and talk about an overreaction. I almost feel like a lot of these guys are just copycatting themselves and didn't actually watch this game. I watched two in this game, okay? He didn't look like garbage. In fact, he looked fine. He didn't have a great game. No, and that's going to happen. If you're a football fan, then you understand not every game you're going to be lights out. Yeah. Okay? Even when you're good, sometimes that's just not enough. And if you're a Bears fan, you're happy when you do have a lights out game. (laughs) If you're a Bears fan, you're happy if they put up points. Right. And so when it came to Tool and watching him, he was overthrowing some of his shots. He was 
you know, but the ball they didn't look like bad balls. No. They they came out good. They looked like a great shot deep. He was just over overshooting these guys a little bit, just just a little bit off. The rhythm and timing wasn't mm-hmm. quite there. A little bit overexcited. I think he's got an issue with his thumb now. But like, I'm watching this game, and you know, it, it was kind of one of those things where. When when they were making plays, they were getting really ill-timed uh, drops or really ill-timed offensive penalties or, you know, Tua was just a little bit off. It was one of those things where, like, it just – they weren't just quite hitting the sync. I wouldn't say that he came out flat. I would say that they just – they couldn't get into sync together. I would say getting hit six times can do that to you. I would say the same thing. And so <laughs> when, when, when you got all that going on, of course the boy wasn't having a great game. No. You watch Fitz come in and – yeah, I, I get it. They were trying to get that spark. And to an extent, you could almost say that they did when you look at the comparisons of game time in and stats and all that stuff. But if you watch it, in the beginning of that first drive, Fitz threw an interception. It was straight up dropped by the defender. He hit, was hit in the stomach by the ball, and he <laughs> straight up dropped it. Okay, That's the only reason why they were able to pull away with, I think, a field goal on that one. And then Fitz throws a pick to end the game, too. I mean... He didn't look great either. Let's let's be honest. Outside of those two play, outside of those two plays, he didn't look great. Seems like the only spark he provided was for the other team. They got <laughs> sparked up to hit him harder. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But you know, I'm, I'm I'm watching Fitz, and you know, I understand that he had like what was it, 126 yards or something like that. That came off of mostly two plays. He had a deep pass to Devontae Parker, and he had a huge pass to Gesicki. and that's about it. So he was pretty uh, irrelevant. Yeah, I'm a, well, I mean, I wouldn't say irrelevant, but I would I would say that I didn't see anything from Fitz that says Fitz needs to play. The yeah. team has come out and says Tua is our starter. We yeah. just we I think they overreacted. I think Brian Flores was a little bit gun shy with Tua because he is a rookie and mm-hmm. because Fitz was doing so well when he pulled him and you know just all this all this publicity and all this stuff around him. And so yeah, I, honestly, I don't read too much into it. Don't buy the narrative. This narrative is BS. At watch the game if you don't believe me. Wait for the next one. Let's let's see how he does against the Jets because the Jets are a soft matchup, right? And so we expect him to do well. In fact, we're going to bring up Tua a little bit later in the show and tell you exactly what to do with him. Yep. So following that, Don, can you bring us into our next one, please? Yeah, sure. Our <clears throat> our second dud QB of the week. We have Matt Stafford, seven point six against Carolina this week. Going 18 of 33 for 178 yards. Sacked five times. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> That's, yeah, that'll bring your Is points. Is that why put up any points? Yeah, it must have been. Oh, uh, it's going to see a matchup boy. against Houston going to week 12. At this point, I'm, not, I'm, I'm done with Matt Stafford on the yeah. season. I don't care. I don't care yeah, if yeah, he gets 30-plus points every game for the rest of the season. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally, rounding out our duds for week 11, we have Jake Luton got just crushed. By the Steelers in that loss, seeing, I mean, I had to double check this too. This is another one of those stats that I just was, I was like, this can't be right. Less than 50% completion. There's a reason he got benched for Mike Glennon. Speaking yeah. and of four which, interceptions. Speaking of which, so I want to bring this up. because I, I, I meant to earlier and I forgot to, so here's the perfect part. This is a perfect, you know, uh, Lion King circle of life type of moment here. Yeah, okay. So Jake Luton just got benched for Mike Glennon, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So follow me on this one following mike lennon was brought over to the bears right 
by the Bears signed Mike Lennon, then they drafted Mitch Trubisky. They, the Bears tr- benched Mike Lennon for Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky, in turn, gets benched by Nick Foles. Nick Foles, who was brought in to be the Jacksonville Jaguars starting quarterback last season, who ended up getting benched for Gardner Minshew, who ended up hurting his thumb this season, who ended up getting benched for Jake Luton, who ended up getting benched for Mike Lennon, which brings us all the way full circle. Hanyuanya. <laughs> It sounds like a chain of events, <laughs> I, right? Just, just trying to, to follow that. I mean, I, I was there, I was there until like halfway, and like, wait, I gotta do another circle here. Wait, no, yeah, maybe I, I'll make I, it. Right was too small. <laughs> because I have like, like a little flow chart. We need a Venn diagram. Yeah, watching, watching that in my head go round and round. I love it. I love it. Well, that rounds out our quarterback duds of week eleven. We got some running backs. We could talk some running backs. Yeah, let's go through some running backs real quick. Coming in with 3.4 points against that vaunted New Orleans defense, man. They got smashed in. Only eight carries for 26 yards. Only two targets. Caught one of them for three. Is uh, it? Or did just New Orleans go off on defense this week? They've been going off for the last few like weeks. They've been a just, tough. And in fact, I actually benched Todd Gurley going into this week. I didn't play him yeah. because like, this I, I didn't was trust like it against a New Orleans. Yeah, game for anyone that played. Yeah, no, don't worry about it though. I, th- I think Gurley will be all right for Las Vegas. If 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 you're one of those guys that needs to play Gurley, you can feel pretty safe. I'm I'm not New Orleans. We we saw coming clearly because I freaking benched him. Yeah. So. Uh, Vegas should be fine. He should be back on track to what he's normally doing. When Atlanta puts up points, Todd Gurley's going to put up points. There you go. Miles Sanders with 7.6 points against Cleveland. Uh, Man, you really need him to do better than that. Oh, yeah. 16 carries for 66 yards, three catches on five targets for 15 yards. Not a terrible day. No. But when you throw in the the fact that he lost a fumble in our league, that's minus two points. Mm -hmm. Some leagues, that's minus one. Uh, Next week's got Seattle, though. Fully expecting to bounce back. Don't worry about that guy. Rojo, 2.4 points. Trust Busky, he did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 10 carries for 24 yards. Didn't catch his lone target. Look, Fournette may have even looked worse, okay? But he ended up getting the goal line uh, carry. Honestly, so. you take away that goal line carry, he was only one point better than him. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and so one point. <laughs> still don't really know what to make of this backfield. Uh, who did the – Go ahead, uh, give us some receiver. Give us some receivers, Chris. I'm going to go back. I want to look at who t- Tampa Bay's got. I yeah, know I've written down here somewhere. All right, moving into the receivers. Duds. Start off with the main dud. Chiefs. Marquise, get him the hell out of Hollywood. Brown. And how did he do? Goose. Goose. Oh, man. He just got shut down by fucking... Uh, what was it? Tennessee? Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, I'm sorry for cursing. I caught myself at the end of that. <laughs> yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't so sorry, bad. Sorry. Not as bad as I've seen you get. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking just... of which, by the way, um, going back to Rojo, yeah. Tampa Bay will be playing the Chiefs. Oh, and so, okay. I, again, another tough one. I don't expect a lot, a ton of running in that game. So, I think that if you have a chance to pivot, I would probably not play a Tampa Bay running back this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Please continue. All right. Coming in at number two. Julio, he got no touchdown, Jones. <laughs> well, done. well, I done. might actually You're clip that as another soundbite. That, that might be a soundbite. You're well. All right. My, he, How do you do, buddy? Uh, let's see. He he went. For, 
got 4.9 points at, against t- uh, t- New Orleans. T- 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 today, today yeah, Junior? I know. Okay, I, I can stop talking. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe he might get a bounce back against Las Vegas next week, but we'll never know. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Appreciate it. Give me one more. You got one more for you us? Give one me one more. I got one more for you. You got me one more. Right. I got you one more. And coming in, who drew the short stick again, according to my league, <laughs> Juju. Yeah, man. I'm also a Juju that, fantasy football manager. That, that so I, it I, is. I, you like Juju. You dude, like, I love Juju. Yeah. I'm seeing yeah, some I am, cool things out of him. And he's just been so disappointing. This whole year, even in his good games this yes. year. I'm, I'm like, I, I'm sitting there watching Juju on my roster every week. And I'm, I'm throughout the whole season, I'm listening to a lot of these other experts like mm-hmm. talking about Juju. And like, man, you know, oh, I don't want to play Juju over there in Pittsburgh. And then. Juju gets a little bit of a streak where he's double-digit points for a few weeks in a row, and they're like, oh, man, yeah, you could definitely play Juju. Go, Juju. And I'm sitting there like, he's looked the same all year, dude. He has <laughs> not looked any different all year long. It's just whether or not Ben throws him the ball. Nine points. No, yeah, he, and he hasn't looked good. He hasn't – that 1,400-yard season, season that he yeah. had two years ago, he didn't look it like it last year. He hasn't looked like it this year. Something's missing. He's got no electricity. Two years ago, we're sitting there saying, a star is born. Yeah. We, the, oh, my God. Last two years, something something ain't right with the boy, man. I'm telling you. Uh, four, I don't know what's going four on. Four five for as 19 soon as I figured yards. Out, you know. It's – and next week he's going against Baltimore for sure. Lots of disappointment. We got a little bit more disappointment to get through, Don. Yeah, we got yep. some disappointment in the tight ends. Why don't you bring us bring us some of that tight end disappointment? You want me to round this out, yeah, man? I'll round, round this. I'll round this boy out, man. Hayden Hurst Goose. Goose. It's that goose. Seriously, the Falcons just got curb stomped. American history X oh, style. Oh, come on. Oh. I went oh, there. Oh. My, my teeth were thinking about it. Jared Cook coming in with only one catch on six yards. Evidently, Taysom Hill doesn't care if he's got tight ends. <laughs> Good to know. Good yeah, to know. Yeah, it is. Okay. The Gronk coming in with 3.5 points against the Rams. La Rams. La Rams. Continues to get good targets. Look, he got six targets in this game, but he only caught two of them. He's yeah. been... He's just not getting it done. He on got the distracted by a twenty-four-seven title. Is <laughs> look, sorry. So I, well, no, 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 no. It's 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 not that. It, it's the fact that like the Walrus, we've been telling you yeah. trust the volume, yeah. right? There's plenty of players this year that we've been telling you, look, trust the volume. It's gonna come. It's gonna come. It's gonna come. Gronk has been kind of up, down, up, down, up, down, but the volume's been always consistent. I don't think I can recommend trusting in the Gronk. I think, honestly, because of his, his age, he starts to be wearing down a little bit. I'm watching Cameron Brait on the field. He seems to be getting more and more sna- Just from a viewer perspective, he's getting more and more snaps. He looks like he's running more and more routes. He's getting more and more targets. I, I think that they're they're supplanting Gronk with Cameron Brait because he's, like, physically, I don't know if they want to just keep him fresh for the playoffs or what. I don't know what's going on over there, but these guys need to win now, so I don't think that's it. I think Gronk is wearing down, man. And I think it that you're, the inefficiency, inefficiency we're seeing on the targets – I think it might because be because of that. Yeah. And so something to keep your eye on. Okay. I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not sure that we can really wholly recommend the Gronk anymore. Okay. Well, that'll round out our duds and of course our studs and duds segment coming off of Week 11. A very informative and content-filled segment for us this week. Episode. Hopefully, hopefully you learned a lot just in that one segment. We are going to continue along. Turkey Day feast episode, man. I'm yeah. Telling oh, you. yeah. Turkey Day feast episode. Well, we've got some. Speaking of feasting. Sometimes when you feast a little too much, you bust. We have our trust or bust segment. Just 
trust me on this, okay? I think they can trust me. I, I, they can trust me. Trust me, true believer. Do you trust me? You disgust me. How can you live with yourself? You sit on a throne of lies. Don't forget to undo your belt buckle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what is Trust or Bust? Well, if you've been watching the show, you know. But if you're new to the show and <laughs> want to know Trust or Bust, we're going to look at some of those players that had good performances in Week 11, but not quite enough to put them in that stud category and get talked about in the previous segment. We're going to look and see if some of those performances were a performance you can trust and count on for at least next week going forward, or if they're going to bust out on you and you really shouldn't worry too much about that. Starting us off at the top of the Trust or Bust segment, we look at Taysom Hill with his impressive debut versus Atlanta. Sees a matchup against Denver next week, a Denver D that's middle of the road against both run and pass. What do we think Taysom Hill, trust or bust? I'm going to call trust on that one. You know, I'll trust. Okay. Yeah. You like Hill? Yeah. I, I th- against Denver, sure, I think yeah. this will be a good challenge to see where he really stands. I, I mean, they really just is. shut down Tua. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's shut down my hand. <laughs> yeah. No, too, the Denver's been given. They're banged up, man. They're yeah. banged up. And the, I don't have a choice but to trust Taysom yeah. this week because my other quarterbacks are injured. <laughs> Bear in mind. A lot of Denver's injuries have affected their run game. Mm-hmm. And so this this could end up being a Latavius Murray game. Okay. Alvin Kamara a little bit too. And in, in, in fact, I'm almost because of uh, the Denver defense, I'd almost, I'd almost temper expectations on Alvin Kamara and tr- put a little bit more trust in Latavius Murray than you yeah. would normally as well. But Taysom Hill, because he runs... Also, he could benefit from that too. Yeah. And so I don't I, I really don't know which one which way this is going to go, but either way, there's a path to success. And so yeah, I think you definitely trust him. Okay. Yeah. Moving right along, we have Philip Rivers. Hey, old man River, zip it or I'll break your hip. I'd like to see you try it. Rivers has been a top 10 fantasy quarterback in 3 of his last 5 games and in week 10 was just outside of that at QB 13. Sees an upcoming matchup schedule of Tennessee, Houston, Las Vegas, and Houston again. What do we think, Philip Rivers? Trust or bust? Uh, his last showing against Houston was definitely a trust. Indy. Yeah, my bad, Indy. <laughs> no, I got you, boo. Yeah, my bad, yeah. Uh-huh. I definitely trust him. He, he's trust. not shown signs of slowing down. He's actually still – he's got great field perception. He knows how to trust his receivers. He's, Michael Pittman's been stepping up. Yeah. He's got him back. Uh Michael yeah. Pittman definitely been a step up. I'm a little less bullish than you on that, but yeah, no, I think I think that at this point, if you have to, yeah, I, I would prefer some other options. I think, but oh, yeah, no, I think if you have to, you could, yeah. Okay, yeah. Andy Dalton and the Cowboys looked like an actual football team last week. I know it was nice, right? <laughs> yeah, we're seeing a matchup going into next week of Washington, followed by Baltimore and Cincy. What do we think Andy Dalton trust us? Yeah, against Baltimore, obviously I probably wouldn't stream him that week. But I think on the outskirts of that, yeah. I mean, originally when Dalton came in, we called, what, about 70% of seventy cents of the dollar of yeah. what you would get from Dak, right? Yeah. This last week against Miami, I think that's just about exactly what we saw. I would say that was probably about 70% of the value that we would have gotten from Dak with the other fantasy football assets there, Mari mm-hmm. Cooper, CD lamb, Michael Gallup, Zeke, you know, Tony Pollard had a long breakaway touchdown. Yeah, he I, did. I, I think Dalton it was a 42 yard breakaway, I believe. Wow. Well done. All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. I remember watching the game. So <laughs> <laughs> I watched it too, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, 
Yeah, no, I think I, th- I think you know 70, 70 cents on the dollar for what you would get from Dak, and so if you could apply that to the matchups, then there you go, you'll have your answers. Yeah. Okay. Moving forward, Melvin Gordon had himself a game last week: fifteen rushes for eighty-four yards and two touchdowns against Miami. Sees a week twelve matchup against New Orleans. Melvin yeah. Gordon, trust or bust? He's gonna get bust. He's gonna bust. Oh, yeah, he's gonna bust. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I, I don't trust that backfield against any uh, good run defenses. Yeah, that New Orleans defense has been a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, it's not even them. Like, I, in as a rule of thumb, Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay are not gonna have good games against good rush defenses oh, yeah, based totally. on what we've seen this year. Yeah, the rush okay. D is like the ultimate stop down. Well, yeah, but what we've seen is that the the Denver offense realistically hasn't been good enough to support a running game that's going to overcome that. That is very true. Okay. (laughs) Next up, Frank Gore, 14.1 points against the Chargers last week. Sees an upcoming schedule of Miami, Las Vegas, and Seattle, having gone 15 15, uh, for 61 yards and a touchdown. Frank Gore, trust or bust? Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a, a fantasy football player that a lot of teams are looking at right now with coming up to you know crunch time for the playoffs and things like that. Stay uh, just someone stable because of the injury to Michael, Michael Piran, right? Yeah. And so it, realistically, back there it is just Gordon. Now they did bring up Josh Adams from the uh, practice squad uh, coming over from Philly. Josh Adams is a player who I actually really like a lot. I wish that he would get a shot in the NFL, but Adam Gase is who he is, mm-hmm. and so we're only going to see Frank Gore probably because. <laughs> You know, uh, uh, j- like Herbert and Allen, find someone who loves you like Adam Gase loves yeah. Frank Gore. Yep. And, I mean, yes, he is the Infinity Stone. I get it. <laughs> but, look, I think that you can trust who he is. Okay? You know who Frank Gore is at this point. You can trust that. Okay? Whether or not I'm trusting that in my fantasy football lineup depends on what your squad looks like. Yeah. Very true. I, I, and I think that that's basically if, essentially what it's all going to come down to because, look, if we could say that he's likely to fall into the end zone every week – then sure, he's Todd Gurley with an infinity gauntlet. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's... Sure. I we're, we're trusting Todd Gurley at this point only because he's basically falling into the end zone every week. He's on a successful offensive squad. Well, Frank Gore's not. And he hasn't been getting... I think that was his first touchdown on the season, if it, I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And so... I would say trust who he is as a player, but don't trust that he's going to get a touchdown all the time because th- this offense is, is still what it is. And so that's where we're at. Okay. Demir Bird, a week 11 performance of 23.3 points at Houston, went uh, 6 of 7 for 132 yards and a touchdown, sees a week 12 matchup against Arizona. Demir Bird, trust or bust? Yeah, I'm going to call this one a bust, man, because, like, look, this is why we were hesitant to trust Jacoby Myers, because any given, who, by the way, got 5.3 points last week. <laughs> In New England doesn't care about fantasy football, right? I mean, no NFL team does realistically, but these guys yeah. make it a point <laughs> to just oh, – Bellatrix is a thing. Okay, these guys make it a point to just make your life a living nightmare if if you try to use them for fantasy football. Bill Belichick thinks it's hilarious. He giggles at night about it. I've seen it. <laughs> and so <laughs> with D- Demir Bird, what I'm going to say is – Jacoby Myers is still technically the trust based on the process, right? Because Jacoby Myers proved it over three games plus with consistent volume and production. So 
What that means is because Jacoby Myers had the down week, we're still, we're going back to him. We're going to say next week we expect Jacoby Myers to get the lion's share. We expect Mirrored Bird to come in under him. And if that happens, then everything is still as we thought it was a couple weeks ago. If that doesn't happen, then we reassess and we look for the new pattern. Fair enough? Right. Fair that, enough. That's how we that's, do this. Yeah. So, yeah, we're calling Demir Bird a bust this week. Okay. Well, a name that's come up in our conversations a couple of times recently, we have Nelson Aguilar, 17.8 points versus Kansas City in Week 11. Saw 6 of 9 for 88 yards and a touchdown. Sees a coming schedule of next week against Atlanta and the following week against the Jets. What do we think? Nelson Aguilar, trust or bust? I'm going to take this one, Chris. You know why? Because I'm in a mood. I'm in a little bit of a mood today. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm in a little bit of a mood today. You know, I I hear all these other analysts saying, trust them, trust them, trust them, trust them. And I, hey, Atlanta, New York Jets next two weeks. I love the matchups. I'm not going to lie. But I'm going to say bust, just to be contrarian. You know what? (laughs) I want to be. I want to be. I don't. You know what? Forget it. Because I'm going to look like a genius when I'm. Re- no. You shall yeah. trust in it's his true. bust. Okay. You know what? I'll, how about this? I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a little snippet here. Go ahead. Let's look at week seven. Week seven versus Tampa Bay. They had he uh, Nelson Aguilar had came away with 19.2 points on mm-hmm. nine on nine targets. So that was the first game this season where he they actually saw more than like two or three targets because he's been their big play over the top guy. Yeah. He's been the Henry Ruggs of the team. With Henry Ruggs on this team. <laughs> kind of weird. But the last time he had like a ton of targets, we were like, oh, man, okay, maybe he is becoming a, a massive part of this offense, right? He had nine targets, five catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown in week seven against Tampa Bay. Guess what he did the following week? He goosed against Cleveland on two targets. So back to the norm, right? I'm sorry, Don. What did you say his stats were this week? Six for nine with 88 and a touchdown? Yeah. Five for nine, one oh seven in a touchdown. Man, big difference there, right? Yeah. I'm you know, trend last time right after that last big performance he goose, I'm gonna say right after this performance, another goose against Atlanta. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, follow the patterns. Well, it, it's more so that I think that it's going to be rugs yeah, than anything will, else. But because no, I do, I do see this being a high-scoring game, and we're going to talk about Nelson Aguilar a little bit. I'm being a little facetious right now, uh, honestly. I, I do kind of like Nelson Aguilar as a bust candidate, but if you want to stream this guy, you feel free, and he's going to come up in our waiver wire edition as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up on our list, Hunter Henry, two week in a row now, four catches and a TD, seeing a Week Twelve matchup at Buffalo. Hunter Henry, trust or bust? He's heating up. I'd say trust him. Yeah. NBA Jam, buddy. Oh, yeah. It's it's trending up. It's trending up. Two weeks in a row, man. Two touchdowns. It. We had to call him out. That's what happened. Right. We had to call him out. That's all. The, the, sorry, guys. We should have done this sooner. So now that we're calling him out that he's heating up, he will. he should be doing better. Or bust, you know, yeah. whichever. No, that's about right. <laughs> yeah, he's either going to do one of the things we say in this segment or the other thing we say in this segment. Of the two possibilities, he'll do one. Speaking of calling people out. <laughs> Speaking of calling people out, last up on our list of our trust or bust this week, we have Chris Herndon, largely disappointed his preseason hype train. Saw 10.2 points against the Chargers on uh, going two of three for 32 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Flacco has seemed to get somewhat of a passing game going. We see a next week matchup against Miami. What do we think? Chris Herndon, trust or bust? What? Because the Jets put up 28 points in football in a football game, suddenly we have to like trust their fantasy relevant options now? Please. <laughs> bust. All right. I am we not go. trusting that as far as I could throw it. Rounding out our trust or bust with a bust. We move along to our next analysis segment. 
our start, stash, or trash going into week 12. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, start, stash, or trash, our lightning round style segment where we're going to let you know if you should start these guys. If you need to hang on to them, but don't get rid of them just yet, or if you can trash them straight off of your lineup. And you may hear a few fewer stashes this week because we are getting towards the end of regular fantasy football season. Some of these guys aren't really worth hanging on to. Oh, yeah. Because when are you going to get a chance to do them? Week two, different story. But yeah, I mean, playoffs type of thing if you're you're a shoe-in. But if you were on the bubble at all or barely inside the playoff picture win now you need to win now these yeah. these next two weeks will determine who goes into the playoffs yeah well we'll start us off right at the top Carson Wentz still clearly struggling but managed a decent day against Cleveland last week we see a week 12 against Seattle what do we think man the famous Seattle matchup that everyone looks forward to yeah uh, we were we were last week we were mentioning you know it depends on how he does uh against Cleveland and he did okay. Uh, so if you need, if you have to stream him, sure you can stream him. Um, if you do, if you have any other options, right? Uh, I would say probably just trash him because the rest of the season schedule really doesn't warrant holding on to him. Let it on fire. Walk away if you can. Right now, Carson Wentz is not playing great ball. I'm not trusting it any more than I have to. Yeah, definitely just hold him as a stream. No point in starting him. Okay, especially if you got other options to actually work with. All right, well, we've alluded to this a few times this in this show. Matt Ryan, who got obliterated by New Orleans in Week 11, sees a Week 12 matchup versus Las Vegas. What do we think? You know what? He's, he only has Las Vegas. The guy averages over 222 yards a game, 20 yards a game. So, you know what? Against what? Las Vegas, like I said? Yeah. It's going to be a high-scoring matchup. I think it's going to be good to start him. You think it's going to be a good start? Yeah, don't underestimate that Saints defense, man. They've been shutting down everybody yes. in the past few weeks. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is what we expected to see at the beginning of the season. I was just telling this to Peanut, actually, the uh, the other day, because she's a huge Saints fan, just like you, Don. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I, I you haven't been playing fantasy football as long as I have. The Saints do this every year. <laughs> <laughs> every year that they've had a solid unit and solid yeah. players, they always start out like dookie. They get relatively good going towards midseason, and then following like the, the second half of the season is when they just start to really light it on fire, and they start to just dominate everybody. Their defense does this every year. You can set yeah. your watch by yeah. it for sure. It's, it's once the humidity kind of dies down a bit. Oh, back out of the season. What it is? I mean, okay. it is not. It is <laughs> they got a dome, dude. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking about your day to day, your goings on. You get, you know, when you're in that southern humidity, it's the you get energy that level thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, let's talk some more quarterbacks. Looking at some of the deeper options and plus matchups coming into this week. Some streamer options to pay attention to. Uh, first up, we have Baker at Jacksonville. What do we think? Yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna rapid fire these. By the way, uh, if if you're if for for our streaming section, definitely pay attention because this is taking place of our quarterback streaming section segment. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. I, I didn't mean to. <laughs> so, Baker, trash him. You you want to trash him? Uh, I'm gonna trash as well. Yeah, I would do the same. Uh, how about Stafford versus Houston? Trash. Yeah, after last week's after this week's performance, trash his ass. Yeah. I'm not. I'm... <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, we've got Teddy Bridgewater at Minnesota. Start. Yeah, start him. Okay. That's going to be a showdown. Derek Carr at Atlanta. You know what? That's I, I called it out earlier. That's going to be a shootout. High score matchup. Start him. Okay. I concur. All right. Oh. How about Captain Kirk? Kirk Cousins versus Carolina. I, I Captain. I don't like anything about the Vikings. But you know what? Captain Kirk has shown he is good. Start him. 
Starting them. Against weaker defenses, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And a, and a pair of options to round out this quarterback lightning round. We have Alex Smith at Dallas, or we have Tua at the Jets after getting benched? I think you could. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Double, definitely double start. If, if you, it, it depends on what your waiver wire looks like. If you're a streamer, what you have available to you is mm-hmm. of the utmost importance. If I can get my hands on one of those other guys, I think I'm going to go with them. But... Yeah, no, I think you could get away with that in a pinch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree with you on yeah. that. Yeah, okay. The, the, these, these will be good matchups to see really yeah. test their metal. Remember, Smith didn't – the, the – I almost said the team who shall not be – well, I almost <laughs> said the name, uh, the former name of the team who shall not be named. How about that? They didn't have to do a lot last week to win in Cincy. So, no. yeah, no, I, I I think against Dallas, with Dallas capable of actually putting up more points, Burrow got hurt, man. What are you going to do? Right. You know, they didn't have to do a ton, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I expect this week to look better for Smith. Okay. Well, moving off some of those streamer options at your quarterback position, what do we think about James Conner versus Baltimore? Seeing 11.4 points last week at Jacksonville. I mean, it sounds like we don't have to mutiny. I'll be back, but not this week. Stash. <laughs> Stash? Okay. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Duke Johnson, five points last two weeks. But we'll see a matchup against Detroit going into week 12. Well, this is the reason we picked him up, man. So he can get them points. This is Detroit. Their they, their D may be somewhat solid, but not, not like not like his previous two matchups. No, 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 yeah, no not no. like the previous two matchups. I, I, Duke yeah. will get you the points you need. He's been underwhelming. I get it, but we kind of told you that was going to happen. It's yes. this matchup that you've been waiting to start him for. Yeah, yeah, After definitely. this week, you can trash him for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, the Fresh Prince of Heller at Tampa Bay, seeing seeing twenty twenty point two points last week. Yeah, but Tampa, but. Ten point nine the week before. What do we think? Is this a, we got Alaire as a start, a stash? What do you think? You're the Alaire owner, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you were the Clyde Edwards Alaire fantasy football manager. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Start him. Respect, man. Respect to these guys. Yeah. No, for sure. We, we we trash talk a little bit, but no, we got nothing but respect for yeah. all these NFL players. The fact of the matter is, yes, all of them. Every single NFL professional athlete is already better at their job than we will ever be at any job we will ever do. Nothing but respect. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Okay. So yeah, wait, start him. You're saying start? start? start I'm em. saying start him. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm down. I'm down. He'll be fine. All right. Let's talk about this one. <laughs> another, <laughs> another big one. The Eagles wide receivers following Carson Wentz's thing. Whatever is happening there. Whatever has been going on there. I mean, what what are we, what are we looking at there, and what are we thinking of Eagles wide receivers? I'm sorry, are we are we questioning the entire wide receiver core for the Philadelphia Eagles? Yes. Wow, that's a lot of players. All right, yeah, sure, why not? I'll, do, I'll yeah. handle this one. Uh, yeah, no, I think this is definitely a problem with Carson Wentz, man. I mean, I'm watching this. I'm watching these games these last two weeks. I don't get it. Yeah. Like, you know, he looks flabbergasted. He looks like he's confused. He doesn't know where to go with the football. He's making terrible decisions. He's making There's bad throws. But. I mean, I've heard reports that his practice habits are terrible. It was kind of weird that Doug Peterson felt the need to come out immediately after the game and say, hey, no, no, Carson Wentz is our starting quarterback for next week. Okay. I mean, yeah, no, I get that you started, you, you drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round, but like that's still, it's a little, no, there's something weird's going on behind the scenes. I mean, it's the entire NFC East, right? The entire NFC East has been just a dumpster fire. <laughs> I mean, the fact that the Eagles still can very easily make, like, clinch the playoff berth before the end of the season is just it's ridiculous, the, right? The ones with the tie, right? I think they're the one. The, that's the division where I don't think they have a winning record team, Ow, if I'm not wow. mistaken. And so, 
This is going to look like the seven and nine Seahawks making the playoffs like in years past. <laughs> right? remember, remember yesteryear? And so, you know, look, these wide receivers looked completely fine. With the tight ends being a, the dependable outlet, I think it's. I think it'll be fine, and you can play Wentz against the uh, in, in this matchup here. But against the Seahawks, look, Goddard and Richard Rodgers has really been stepping it up. In fact, I almost made Zach Ertz a dud on a joke because like he might not have a job to come back to, <laughs> right? Um, Jalen Rager's looking like he might be trending towards uh, becoming the dependable wide receiver for this team. So between what's going on with Fulgham, Rager, Jeffrey, I'm not starting Jeffrey. I'm trying not to start Rager or Fulgham unless I absolutely have to, mm-hmm. right? And I'm trying not to start Wentz unless I absolutely have to. Miles Sanders is good to go. Dallas Goddard's good to go. Richard Rodgers, you have to be in a super deep league for. And that's about where we're at, right? And so watch the Seahawks game. We'll get some more data. Again, these past two weeks have been weird. And so let's get another game under our belt and reassess. We're going to come back to this one next week. We'll give you guys a clear picture, but we really do need to see what the heck is going on over there. Cause I don't know. And because of the weather in Cleveland, we can't see anything definitive, unfortunately. Yeah. So. And I don't know either. That's why I asked. All right, moving along. We have <laughs> DJ shark with less than 10 points. The last two weeks sees a week 12 matchup versus Cleveland. What do we think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I wrote start regardless of the QB because I didn't know if it was going to be Luton, Glennon, or Minshew. Uh, knowing that it is Glennon, I'm going to say definitely start, right? He's Shark is the star wide receiver on this team. Glennon is going to uh, count on him to bail him the yeah. heck out in this game. If Glennon comes out of this game not looking like a terrible quarterback, it's because of DJ Shark. However, I say that. Keelan Cole is someone that may outproduce him this week. Ooh. No kidding. And so okay, this okay. could happen. We don't have the time to go in detail. I, I apologize. We ran way over time. But oh. this is your Thanksgiving feast episode. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Getting stuffed. Okay. <laughs> also with fewer than 10 points last two weeks, we have Christian Kirk. And we'll see week 12 at New England. What do we think? Honestly... You know, uh, whether you got him stashed or started, he's not a bad option. I'm I'm going to go with start on him. Okay. He seems to he seems to be consistent. He'll have a breakout, but he'll still be consistent. I mean, 28 targets over the last four games. Yeah. yeah. When you're averaging seven targets a game. Yeah. I mean, in, in that offense with Eric, Kyler Murray throwing the ball, they're going to mm-hmm. be moving it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely some good point, uh, some good percentage points at uh, like a touchdown or even some massive yards for sure. Uh, yeah, I'd say business as usual. However, you've been treating them. You know, okay. If you've been starting them, start them. If you've been benching them, bench them. Okay. Yep. Our penultimate start stash or trash candidate, Jordan Reed, seeing a Week 12 matchup against La Rams. What do we think? Start, start them. Start them. Start them. Yeah. Okay. And finally, running out the segment, we have Jared Cook at Denver, seeing two points or less the last three games. Stash. Yeah, I'm stashing him. Yeah, with with Taysom Hill and the lack of production at the tight end position last week, I'm going to stash him until Taysom Hill proves different. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that'll do it for this week's Start, Stash, or Trash segment. If you have any questions about some of your players, you want to know if you should start them, stash them, or trash them off your roster, be sure to get in touch with us on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, via email. Let us know the questions you have going into a week. We will make sure to include it in this segment and help you well, you're on your playoff push now, so we're going to help you finish off those last few weeks and secure yourself a nice trophy. Maybe kind of like this one we got over here. 
Or maybe you'll be lucky enough and win yourself this. That could be your league trophy. For yeah. sure. It's signed by Dicka, man. Yeah. I mean, that's that's legit. That'd be a great one to have, actually. No, it really that would. would. Make for a good I'm, I'm kind of hoping someone from our redraft league, or from our league, I should say, because it's all the same 10 players in both. But I'm kind of hoping someone from our league wins it, and we can use it as the redraft trophy. Okay. So, I mean, it's it's, it's going to be also sitting in the studio next year, alongside <laughs> my <laughs> dynasty trophy? You mean alongside Peanut, because... <laughs> She's probably going to be the one winning. <laughs> yeah, at this rate. At this rate. All right, well, let's keep going with this show. We've, You know what? I mean, we could really take our time at this point. Uh, you know? I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is the Thanksgiving uh, turkey feast uh, episode here. Yeah, so. maybe we take a five. Well, you had the abs. Yeah, all right. Well, let's, let's keep moving along. Moving on a little to desserts. It's going to be very late for some of these pickups for the Thanksgiving Day games when you're going to be watching this. Yeah. Um, but you still have the rest of the weekend to look to your waiver wire and pick up some waiver wire deep diver targets. I think I'm going to get my ass kicked, sir. I don't think like that. Damn it to hell. Don't go by the book. Think like a pirate. All right. So what you're looking for at this point is some of those players that may have slipped under the radar or players may have dropped. Keep an eye out. These are some of those sneaky picks you might be able to use to fill in for some injuries or some bye weeks as they happen to come up over your playoff push. Looking at some of our quarterback streaming options, you're going to check for Danny Dimes. That's That should be a given. I mean, we've, we've, we've talked about it. But yeah, like I done told you. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he done did tells you. You're going to check around. <laughs> tells you? I like it. Tell yeah, right. you. That's going to be a new word. Yeah, he tells you. Uh, <laughs> check out for Danny Dimes. And uh, if you want some more options for quarterback streamers, just rewind and pay closer attention to our Start Stash or Trash segment because we made a point to tell you, listen up if you are streaming. Moving right along, let's talk some running backs. Yeah. Um, I could use some. Yeah, Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny is a guy who's looking to start practicing again next week. Uh, mostly favorable matchups for the rest of the season, so he's definitely worth rostering if you're one of those teams that are planning on making the playoffs. Uh, James White will likely see the bulk of the work with uh, m- the missing work coming from Rex Burkhead's mm-hmm. uh, target share. And, uh, you know, I-, I get it, Sony likely to come back, but I- again, I don't see Sony eating into that workload. I, I see James White actually picking it up a little yeah, bit. I got you. Uh, Gus Edwards and basically uh, hope that Ingram and J.K. don't make it back for Dallas in Week 13 because Edwards has got Pittsburgh now. He could volume himself into some relevance, but I'm not. I'm not starting him looking for a game breaker week. I'm mm-hmm. starting him if I have nobody else. But I'm yeah. This against Pittsburgh, temper expectations against Dallas. Enjoy. Yeah. Um. And then one more thing that I want to throw out there. Again, again, these are post your waivers actually running, so it's kind of hard to call some of these. But if you're a Derek Henry owner, I want you to go take a look for Deontay Foreman and probably throw him onto your roster if you have a spot for him. Because if you're in the playoffs and Derek Henry goes down, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know? I mean, Grant, Jeremy McNichols, Darrington Evan coming back is going to kind of cloud all that. Deontay Foreman has been a guy with um, – he's looked great. In the, in the time that he's gotten the opportunity to be on the field, uh, going back to his time with the Texans, he's looked great. He's had some injury history issues. He's uh, he's, he's kind of traveled around a little bit. Uh, look for For Foreman, to me, looks like the clear-cut handcuff for Henry. So I recommend going to grab him and, and handcuff your, your stud running back because if you lose him, you're screwed. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for the running backs. Let's look at some wide receivers. Chris, why don't you give us some wide receivers this week? All right. These are the guys who are looking to shine. If you don't got them, pick them up, you know? (laughs) Oh, we got 
Harriman and Denzel Mims. Did you got to get your reading glasses on there, buddy? <laughs> Hell no. I just forgot how to say the name. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds it out. It's Brashad. Mims has stepped up. He's got eight targets in the uh, last of his two games. Each of the last two yeah, games. Yeah, right. yeah, this guy's getting heavily targeted. It's it's. I don't know if this is a Flacco thing or a Jets thing because he wasn't really around with Jameson Crowder in the early season, but Crowder's mm-hmm. been that, not doing much. Mims yeah. has. Mims might be the guy to keep your eye on. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number two, Tim Patrick. Solid all season long. Yeah, we yeah, we, we've been talking about him for a while. Yeah, now. yeah. Number three, we've said his name multiple times today. Keelan Cole. Keelan. Yep. Yeah, he might have a surprising game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and rounding it out, number four, Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, uh, like the, I said, a the, name that's been appearing in conversations in our circle all over the place. Yeah, yeah the yeah. dude's been hit and miss, but when he hits, he hits big for you. Yeah. And, and against Atlanta, I fully expect this to be kind of a a, a high point scoring game mm-hmm. for sure. At, Atlanta's definitely a team that can put up a lot of points. And uh, Las Vegas has shown the will and desire to go over the top as often as they can. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and rounding out some of our deep diver waiver wire targets going into week 12, our tight end stream options. We have Robert Tanyan facing Chicago, who are 25th against fantasy tight ends. So there you go. Uh, Mike Gesicki. Uh, sees that Jets matchup this week, and, you know, it's the Jets, so never a bad choice. Uh, and finally, as we alluded to earlier, we talked about it in a lot more detail. We've got Hunter Henry uh, seeing a matchup at Buffalo. That'll do it for this week's Deep Diver Waiver Wire targets going into Week 12. Well, before we get close to our our local hometown segment, we want to round out with some DFS smash plays going into Week 12 for all of you gamblers, you money makers out there. I've gambled away more money than you'll ever understand. Try me. $22,600. Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, my shot! So what we're going to be talking here for you DFS players are some of those smash plays that are either must-grabs or some value picks up pickups for you so you can spend a little bit more of your team budget on some bigger names or some more guarantees. Anthony, I'm going to pass this over to you and take it away. Deshaun Watson's going to get himself a turkey leg in Detroit, man. I believe I'm, it. I'm telling <laughs> you, he's coming for that leg. Uh, Danny Dimes at Cincy. You already know I like Danny Dimes, man. Uh, I want both Dalvin Cook at Carolina, and or I'm sorry, versus Carolina, and Nick Chubb at Jacksonville this week. But if you need a dark horse candidate, Zach Moss is that one that could fall into the end zone just a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Fuller and DJ Moore are the wide receivers I'm targeting this week, and it's worth paying up for Kelsey or even Waller this week. But if you need the dark horse, if you if you just ran out of money when you get to the tight end position, yeah. Evan Ingram and uh, Robert Tanyan are some of the, the, the lower cost options I'm looking at. All right, there you go, Daily Fantasy players. Go out there, win you some money, and as I say every week, let us know about it. I love to hear what some of you guys are making out there every week. Playing this is some, some Daily good Fantasy. reports. Yeah. So, yeah, that, it's looking send, good. Send, send it along. I want to I want to hear about some of those numbers because it always fascinates me, uh, the money that can be made out there doing some DFS. All right, finally, we round out our show with a little trip down to Soldier Field. This little chance... Means it's time for a little hometown corner talking about our hometown Chicago Bears. Take it away, boys. Yeah, controversy is afoot as no quarterback starter has been named for Sunday night yet. Look, we said last week the stage is set for the Bears to define their season one way or another. 
it's not starting out great with placing no. safety Eddie Jackson on the COVID list. It looks like he might still have a chance to play, but if he does negative twice, uh, but we won't know that until the last minute. So uh, on the other side of the ball, the Packers are looking relatively healthy, so the Bears will definitely have their hands full in this one. It's I'm a, a little game. bit nervous. It's definitely going to be a rough game. No, oh I'm, I'm so worried. I'm not going to I'm not going to wait here. Comments from people. No, oh, no. Sunday no, night no. football too, man. I'm, I'm going to be like angry going to bed. Watch this. Yeah. The, look, this game could go a lot of different ways, and depending on what kind of script each team decides to run – it, it, it could go a lot of different ways. And so, look, look for for Chicago, fans are just hoping for anything that just simply works. Yes. Even, even if we lose, if we don't look like dog poopy, I think everyone will be like, that's a win. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, look, the good news is there's a good chance David Montgomery will be back. The scary thing is that's the best news Chicago has going for it. I mean, as far as going back to the quarterback news, you know, no matter what you're reading, it's all the news articles that are out there right now. They're saying there's no options. No one's being chosen. But, you know, hint, hint, Trubisky, apparently. It's leaning Trubisky because of the injury, mostly because of the injury report. So uh, the Bears are staying pretty quiet about it. And so what everybody's doing is they're looking at the injury reports and they're just kind of inferring what they want to infer and making headlines. I don't listen to too many of those articles uh, during the week. I don't either. It's just like, I'm like... You can't. I mean, sports mockery is a great one, right? Sports mockery will report on anything. Yeah. They they will literally take one phrase from one statement and one interview and make an entire <laughs> huge article about it. It's crazy. Yeah. So you got to be you, but the, but it, it's good because it it it, it gives you um what do they call that like the feel, you know, like the, the pulse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's like the beat writer pulse type of thing. And so you got to be careful in how much you take away from it, but at at the same time uh look, I, does it really matter which way it's trending? Uh, at the end of the day, we have zero idea how this game's going to play out. Yeah. And so this could that, end up Aaron Rodgers firing all over the place. This could end I'm, up the, the Packers running the ball and the Bears getting 15 minutes of possession. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, this could go a lot of different ways. And so, you know, be patient. Watch the game. We'll, we'll, tell, you, we'll tell you exactly what you need to think afterwards. How about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, one thing I'm hoping for with this game, because, you know, it's against the Packers, that we drop the whole bend and no break conservative attitude on defense and just oh get God, aggressive. Chris, how many times? How many? How just many get aggressive. I haven't seen that all season, haven't I? Yes. On this show. Yes. We yeah, just no, please. Let them be man aggressive. After my own heart, man. Jeez. Yeah. Let them be aggressive like they get used up to be. Field, show get up the quarterback. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, the, the, with this with this pass rush, I don't I don't know why you rush for every play. You know what I mean? Like, why are you going to let your best player get double teamed? Rush five every play, make them commit an extra blocker to the passing game. That's an that's one less guy downfield, one less yes. guy that we have to cover. Right? You you get upfield, have a better shot at getting it up into the quarterback's fakes, making him make a bad throw. Because even if you it, Look, even if you get a good push off the defensive line, which is I know is what the Bears are liking about their their pass rush, mm-hmm. if the quarterback still has a clean pocket, he can still make a clean throw. Yep. Right? You need to get in his face and make him make a mistake. The thing is, what you're sacrificing in coverage, you're gaining by bad quarterback play. Because there's guess what? There's like a handful of quarterbacks around the league He's- that – it doesn't matter what you do. He's just going to make the throw he's going to throw. Yeah. Everybody else, if you have a good pass rush, they're just going to crumble. 
You know what I'm saying? Look at our own team for a freaking example. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, no, you're right, man. We need to get up after these guys. We need to push them. We need to pressure them. Yes. I like the pressure that we've been getting with our lackadaisical rush, but if we just if we got after it and really got that stingy defense mentality, mm-hmm. good lord. You know, and then uh, another note out of nowhere, DeAndre Carter got picked up off the waiver wire for the Bears. Is that uh, the punt the, returner? That's the new punt returner they yeah, picked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's all right, buddy. Uh, Dwayne Harris. Uh, that's his name, right? Dwayne Harris? I think something. Oh, D. Harris. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure. He got hurt, man. He got hurt. And so he's he's just not capable of playing. I liked him a lot, too. Uh, I thought he looked great coming in. He was that former Cleveland punt returner, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, no, looked, no, this one, he was. No, uh, not, not Carter. Houston. Harris. Harris. Oh, Harris? Yeah. Yeah, Harris was a, that former stud uh, returner from Cleveland. And I really liked him, too. But, no, I think he's hurt, man. And so, yeah, this Carter guy, we'll see what he's got, man. I, I don't know. I'm not familiar. We'll, so. we'll see he's capable of. Apparently, he, he wasn't too bad yeah. in Houston. But They're looking for somebody because Ginn wasn't doing nothing. No. We let him go, I think. We, I think we let Ginn go flat out. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We let Ginn go. Yeah. So, I mean, with Mooney, Ginn was our stopgap for Mooney to get online. And Mooney been online for, like, the beginning of the season. So, mm-hmm. it's whatever. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to him, man. I love my Bears. Oh. So, here's, hope, here's hoping they uh, show some heart, man. All I want to see is some heart out of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. All right. Well, with that, we'll bring it close to the hometown corner. Thank you guys for that analysis. The end of Hometown Corner also means we are bringing a close to this episode of the Shy Guys Football Podcast. We want to thank you all for watching. Normally, we tell you to be aware of the bye weeks, and we list them out for you. We don't have any bye weeks going into week 12, but don't think the bye weeks are over. There are still two bye weeks coming up next week, so stay tuned here, and we will remind you of those bye weeks. We want to thank you all for watching today. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can leave a comment down below on our YouTube channel. You can email us, shyguysfootball at gmail.com. You can contact us through Facebook, through our nice Shy Guys Football Facebook fan page. You can send us a message on Twitter, at Shy Guys Football. Don't forget to also like and subscribe and share this video around. And check us out on Apple Podcasts if for some reason you don't want to look at these lovely faces and you just want the audio version. Be sure to leave a five-star review there and send us a screenshot of it. Get yourself entered in to win some lovely merch right here. Chris, thank you for joining us today. Hey man, this was a great. To be here. This lovely, extra long Thanksgiving feast of an episode. I am in a fantasy football food coma after this episode. <laughs> we'll go and home. I'm gonna go home and drink some coquito, man. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to a real food coma tomorrow, or if you're as you're watching this later today, we want to wish everyone out there, all of our fans, a happy and safe Thanksgiving. We appreciate you joining us. And until next week, see you. Boom, it's over. Peace out.